the Force be with you. Always. What's up, guys? I'm Daniel Logan, Boba Fett from Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and the Clone Wars. You will listen to Call the Portion Podcast. So who talks first? You talk first or I talk first? Hello and welcome back to the Quarter Portion Podcast, the only Star Wars podcast that knows 2020 is no place for a child. I am Chris DeHoog and I'm joined once again by my good friend and co-pilot, Patrick Fletcher. How are you, buddy? Good, man. It's been a long time. It's been a slice. It's been something else. Feels like five years, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's been a long time since I've been able to podcast with you because of this COVID thing. So today we came up to a park. <laughs> you know, it's I live with people. Chris has kids. we got to be careful and... Um, so we figured the best idea, why don't we do it outside? And the original idea was at your house, but you're really close to a, a pretty busy road. And This is a nice, uh, serene setting, actually. Yeah, we're in Springbank Park in London, Ontario. It's really nice. It's Fall hasn't... The, the temperature of fall is, is starting to hit, but the leaves aren't changing yet. But it's a nice day. This is the corner of the park where the, where the geese don't attack you. So. Yeah, for sure. And it's the other side of the park from where we did... Uh, the Star Wars Day in Storybook Gardens a few years ago. And I, I missed that actually this summer. I really that was wanted fun. To, I really wanted to go to that again this year. I was going to take the fun. kids, but uh, among other things, like uh, the Comic Cons were cancelled. London Comic Con was actually recently just finally cancelled. They were holding on hope. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. It wouldn't work. Um, the regulations would have been so weird because half of the people are wearing masks anyway, but they're not mask masks. They're helmets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so what if they if they'd asked area. someone who's cosplaying as a stormtrooper to wear a mask under their helmet, it would have been it's stifling as it is. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it just wouldn't happen. Might be the one circumstance where you might actually not be able to breathe while wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, for wearing a helmet on top. Of it. Maybe in another year, like this mask thing isn't going away for a long time. I think at least two years, people will be wearing masks. A lot of people might not feel safe doing it even after the vaccine. That's, I don't blame them for that. That's true. No, I don't either. I don't either. It's. I mean, everyone's got their own opinions about COVID and. Um, but it, it's it's not. Um, I mean, it's serious. You got to be careful. You got to, especially for your kids. I mean, as far as people that are seem to be, it's not the Spanish flu. You know what I mean? It's not killing twenty and thirty year olds. But if you're old or if you're young, you know it presents definite danger. You know, I have a daughter that had asthma for a lot of years, and it worries me that she's gone back to school and stuff like that. But mm. you know, figure to come outside into a nice serene setting this would be a good way to kickstart the podcast back going again yeah first at least with me on board yeah. <laughs> yeah we've been well you've been holding the ship up man it's been I, it's been, been a quiet you've been taking care of everything well it's been quiet anyways there's been a lot of news because you know our productions have been affected to the gaming industry they're announcing stuff it's like yeah this comes out next week or like next month yeah two months to pre-order and pay for this fucking playstation 5 console it's gonna cost you 700 bucks canadian after tax yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everyone's everyone's just afraid to you know say something give a date and be wrong about it yeah the only price that came down through this whole covid bullshit was gas yeah it's the only thing that came down everything when I wasn't else driving anywhere food got more expensive <laughs> you know what i mean food got more expensive everything <laughs> everything stayed the same or got more expensive except gas they actually gave us a break on that i remember when it went down to like 60 cents a liter yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like 58 cents, I think, at one point per liter. And I'm like, I haven't seen that since I was in high school. I, I came home one night and I was like, I got it for like 60 cents. And I was like dancing in the living room. For sure. <laughs> it was so exciting. My dad went and filled up a couple of gas cans oh, yeah. for his garage. He's got, he has a few, you know. Now it's back up there again. but I mean, It's not ridiculous, though, I mean, by comparison. Like, I mean, I've, I saw some days last summer where it was, you know, 
like a buck twenty. It's about a buck. Isn't it hovering around a buck? It's, uh, I saw it for like ninety something this week. Yeah, that's down. That's trending down a little bit. Yeah. I just yeah. remember as a kid one time my dad flipped his shit because it hit forty cents. <laughs> I remember. I think the first time I ever got gas. So it would have been early driving. I probably was living out in Banff at the time, and I, I think it was like forty-seven cents. I think that's the cheapest. Because I'm a few years older than you. And I, you yeah, I, I think it was around forty-seven cents. Maybe it wasn't fifty yet. The first time I ever yeah. filled up at a gas station, it was forty something. Anyway, let's talk Star Wars. This is this is highly localized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird recording in a park, man. Cause it feels like just a normal conversation, like shit, we're yeah. just out for a walk. I forgot that the mic's there. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, come back to the point where the news that there hasn't been a whole lot because they haven't been announcing a whole lot. Plus, you know, the world kind of caught fire in the middle of the summer there. Well, now it's actually literally on fire as well. You know? Between the COVID and then, like, our last episode was in May, and I was looking to do another one back in June, and I just thought, no one gives a shit about what I have to say about Star Wars right now, and they shouldn't because look at what's going on down south. <laughs> this is true. I also do think that there's a place for escape in times like this too there was yeah you know what I mean like we I mean I've I've delved into I've read more books in the last you know three or four months than I than I think I have and I read a lot I read a lot I'm a bookworm and um, I was just a voracious reader throughout this because I had so much time stuck at home for the first two months I didn't even see my kids yeah you know what I mean because I just came out of work in a, a big department store when this whole thing started so I didn't even see any of my kids for like three months you know it was it was, it was brutal on the, on the other hand I was not getting a lot done because I was with my kids all day long <laughs> like, yeah just yeah. that's I don't want to say it's draining but you're tired at the end of the day right like, I have three kids man I know how draining is, it can be now things are coming to come back to life hopefully we can kind of keep this level of normalcy I'll throw a yeah, I'll throw a very brief MCU quote in there it's when when Captain America and Coulson and the Avengers were flying in the jet and uh Captain America's like, isn't the Stars and Stripes a little old-fashioned? And Coulson's like, oh, the things that are happening right now, people might just need a little old-fashioned. <laughs> a little so, old-fashioned. So it's time to start talking about Star Wars again. Yeah, because we actually got some substantial news, not just third-hand rumors and things like that, which we'll touch on to. Official footage, uh, official first trailer, and probably last trailer, I don't expect they'll do another one, for Mandalorian Season 2. Did they even put out a teaser? Because that was the first one I'd seen, and I watched it like five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> Standing over in the trees in the shade, watching it on my phone, and I, yeah. Uh, no, this was, uh, yeah, this was the first footage. Maybe they would have showed something at Comic-Con had that happened, but... Oh, for sure. Um, for but no, this sure. is the first look we're getting, and it's not... My, my initial reaction is that it's not showing you a whole lot. And, like, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, I kind of I... like that it didn't show me a whole lot either. Oh, me too. I think it was the classic Star Wars trailer. That was one of the things that Lucas was always a genius at, was um, telling you nothing, but showing you enough to really get you excited and enough to start um, turning the gears of your imagination. And that's what this one did. Um, I'm trying to remember the first, tra- like the trailer for season one, and I can't even remember it really. They showed Stormtroopers' heads on spikes. That's right. Okay, um, sorry, it's coming back to me as soon as you said that. Um, it's actually pretty similar to this one. I, now they sh- it shows him walking around and dealing with people. Yeah. But there's no context, and yeah. you know, Baby Yoda wasn't even hinted at. Yeah. It wasn't even leaked until the episode came out. That that was a. That's pretty amazing that they could pull that off. I'm still amazed because they can't keep a lid on anything. Like all all these rumors that they've like of casting and stuff, and the, um, the world of the internet. Those are beautiful dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love golden retrievers. These people are walking past us. <laughs> trying to get used to doing this in the park. Anyway, what I was saying was the uh, the trailer for the first 
the first one. Okay, I do remember it now, kind of vaguely. But this is, says a lot. I mean, I, I remember really liking that trailer because it was neat. But not like this one had an impression on me. I, I really, really dug this trailer. It showed me some really cool stuff. The, the storyline's obviously going in a few directions that I'm really... I like the axe wings. That was very cool. Yeah, sounds like moment, I, think, I loved it when the TIE fighter folded its wings. Did Does you new, notice that? That's. I think that was in the end of the first season when they first showed one of them doing was that. Was it? Because yeah. I don't remember that. Um, I want to say Gideon's uh, but I really, TIE fighter did that. The one thing that I want to make point of, though, the thing that incites me the most about it, is that they're getting into... It's, it's really following a lot of the storylines that were established in, in Star Wars Rebels and in the Clone Wars, in the TV shows. Like, they're getting into the, the Mandalorian Jedi um, legends. Yeah. About the, these legendary wars between the, the Mandalor Mandalorians and the Jedi. And, you know, it explains... I, I mean, they went into the explanations about, you know, how the... Uh, I'm kind of hand-talking here, which makes no <laughs> sense. But like, the, uh, how the uh, Mandalorian armor has uh, weapons that would simulate Jedi abilities. Mm. You know what I mean? Grappling hooks to pull things towards you instead of using the Force. Or, you know what I mean... Um, melee combat and uh, weapons that can deflect lightsabers and things like that yeah. like there were they're a race of warriors that have been bred to fight Jedi you know what I mean right their powers are very one's mechanical and one's kind of magical but they're, they basically have the same results so that's something that I was really excited to see them get into like when um, Mando's talking about you want me to take this you want me to take this thing to a sworn enemy? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this is getting cool. Yeah, that, um, like, that was a lot of you from the last episode, actually, I believe. I don't think any of that stuff with the armor was like new at all. I think that was all recap. Was it really? Yeah. It shows you how good my memory is then, because that, that all seemed new to me. I think the only bit of new dialogue in it was um, the, part of the part about the kid coming everywhere with you. This is, yeah, like that whole part, I think, was that whole section was new, I think, but... Again, that's nothing dialogue either. Like that's just yeah. But who was that person crouching in the in the mist there when she was talking about the Jedi? Yeah, there's a woman standing off to the side. Um, when I first saw it, I thought it was Ahsoka. Like I, th I thought it was Rosario Dawson. Oh. Um, well, actually, well now I might as well bring this up because I'm not I'm not sure where you how how much you remember from the rumors and stuff. But um, there was big talk about Rosario Dawson playing a, like live action Ahsoka. I remember hearing that. There was less substantiated rumors about Sabine showing up and being played by Sasha Banks, who I guess is a WWE wrestler. I haven't watched WWE since 2005, but uh, and I think I think that's I think that's actually who it is in the trailer. Is that Sasha Banks' character? Who she is, I'm not Sabine? sure. Sabine. If, if, it's, if it's supposed to be Sabine, I don't know. I didn't get a strong Sabine vibe. Well, from Rebels that. isn't that far removed from this timeline. Yeah, because Rebels ends off just after. I think I think the epilogue to Rebels was just after the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it must and have. That, been. That's when she was going off with. So this is only separated from that by like seven years. I can't remember. Is, I think it's seven or it years. It picks up right after. Actually, it has to pick up right after season one. Mando season one it was seven years after Return of the Jedi. I think it was seven years, and I think it was from Jedi, not from New Hope. But what I'm saying is, the season two of the Mandalorian will pick up directly after it season has to, one. Yeah. yeah, because it's a baby, right? It's not like they can jump ahead a year and a half or yeah. two well, years or something. Well, again, he's 50 years old and acts, like, true. And, and acts like my nine-month-old. <laughs> that's, so. actually, that's a good point. Um, minus the force powers. Minus the force powers, yeah. <laughs> Here, if your baby got mad and it could you know, crush a jar of baby food with his <laughs> mind. Start choking you. Yeah, for sure. 
can be frightening. That's a, a path of the story I'm really glad they're taking, but it, it was the visuals that really captivated me in that trailer. Like I said, the X-Wing, Bantha, um, the folding wings on the on the TIE fighter that I don't I don't remember that from before. Oh, and the other thing was to see them on a boat. Yeah. That's something we've, I don't think we've ever seen in Star Wars other than a little bit in The Rise of Skywalker when they were taking those skips over. But and a little bit that, in Season 1, Mandalorian, when they're on like those ice... Like the very first scene, that's right. Actually, on, yeah, the, the, ice, the, skin, the ice monster comes up and <laughs> and eats Steve Ag. Yeah. Or, uh, or was that Brian Posehn? It's the guy from um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Brian Posehn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, Steve Ag looks very similar. That was I recognized him immediately when I watched season one. I was, <laughs> I just yeah, right away. Yeah, that was the other story beat in the trailer that was interesting to me because why are they on a boat? Fly yeah. anywhere? But that's something that the first season did pretty well too. Was like making them do things that are kind of like banal for the Star Wars universe like you can fly everywhere yeah. why would you need to ride a boat why would you need yeah. to take an ice skim like which might be a reason if they put these interesting little scenarios in there that shakes things up instead of just flying yeah. to for the town. same reason that for the same reason that um, Ray t- had to you had to take a boat to go to the the ruins of the Death Star mm. in the Rise of Skywalker you know what I mean it's nice to shake it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah for sure it's gotta be a reason you don't have a ship a ship crashed um, it's stolen who knows? The stuff with the X-Wing was really cool, too. Like, that was probably the most exciting shot of the trailer for me. Was that was, yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Because it means he's running into the New Republic, probably. Yeah, yeah. Or the, what was, you know, the early, an early incarnation of the New Republic. Because it would be, at most, like, six or seven years into the New Republic, so. Yeah. And, like, I can't remember who said this, but it might have been you. Um, but if you were going to... You know, if you have a revolution, like a global revolution, that literally topples a one-world empire, you know what I mean? The, 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 all the factions that would be fighting for power after that, it wouldn't be an easy transition just to, no. just to create a new republic. <laughs> like, historically, it is very difficult to create a new republic. <laughs> it's been done, but it's usually very violent. It takes a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's not like suddenly everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody wanted to be a Jedi and... Uh, <laughs> You know, everything was perfect after like it's like Louis C.K.'s joke on um, on on slavery is like when people have no idea of their own history. You know what I mean? Like people think slavery, oh, that was like 400 years ago. No, it wasn't. It was like 150 years ago. It's we're not that far removed from it. There's a terrifying headline I saw it the other day, like just this week. Some like two thirds of adults in the U.S. don't know that the that the Holocaust happened or believe it was exaggerated. It's terrifying to think that people just. In our own history, yeah, that, don't, that is, don't understand that this is, thing. That's, 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 yeah, it says a lot about the ignorance of society, and I, I think the point of all that is that if, if you want to follow like a, like a, a realistic, well, it's a fantasy universe, but a, a realistic chain of events, you know what I mean? Uh, at seven years after Return of the Jedi, you know what I mean? And that's we're talking something that would be on a galactic scale, mm-hmm. not even a, a continental scale like World War II was. Sorry, not doing you know it I mean? within one nation. Yeah, yeah, let alone World War II was like slightly multi-continental. We're talking about something that's galactic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this could, <laughs> so seven years, they probably have some. They would definitely be establishing the, you know, the the government to come. But it's I'm really curious to see at what stage they're at there yeah because the all of our uh, legends are gone now well mm. not gone but they're legends separate now, timeline right so exactly so it's all wide open see what they'll do hopefully they they stick to it and it's, it's more of that rogue 
yeah, I want the feel of it to be somewhere between uh, Rogue One and The Force Awakens. Like as far as the, the, the state of the yeah, uh, yeah. The state of the government. You know? Well, just like just having read a few of the books and like some of the other supplementary material that's based around the fall. Or that and Bloodline, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Bloodline had that like political thriller side to it with a bit of like Blade needs to go rogue and do this Yeah, that. for sure. But uh, some of the books that are set right at the end of like right after like Return of the Jedi, we've got the Alphabet Squadron books so far and Aftermath Trilogy. It's like they're fighting tooth and nail still. Like the Empire yeah. has lost its head but it's still thrashing around. Totally. And even in, in the expanded universe, I think it took five years or so to sign a truce officially. It looks to me like in the Mandalorian, I really get that feeling of like the fall of the Soviet Union. That's yeah. I think there's a lot of parallels there, especially with some of these like moths and admirals that have turned, you know, criminal. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is which is really similar to what happened in the Soviet Union after the fall of the Soviet Union. You have all these KGB and, and cops that are now becoming mobsters. You're trying to do one thing. You don't yeah. no longer have that purpose. Sure, but they still have all these contacts and all these hidden caches and all these, you know... A specific skill set. Yeah. It's, it's very terrifying. It's kind of scary. Like yeah, for sure. It is. Absolutely. But I see a lot of those parallels, in, especially in Mandalorian. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Moff Gideon. Yeah. That, you know what yeah, I mean? It's right there, yeah. Perfect example, right? Yeah, absolutely. For someone who's really powerful as part of this collapsing regime. But it's like, hey, I... I still got this, 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 and this, and I got all the knowledge upstairs. You know what I mean? I like, still have all these toys. To be play very with, easy yeah. transition into a galactic criminal. It is absolutely yeah. You know what it's, I mean? It's historical precedent. Mm-hmm. The best fantasy and sci-fi stuff is grounded in our reality. I think. So yeah. I think this stuff. says a lot about the trailer that it really didn't show much because we kind of got off topic off the trailer of it. But it's well, like yeah, re- realistically, it's two seconds of an, of an X-wing or of a couple X-wings chasing. Razor Crest or whatever the ship's yeah. called. You can kind of like infer a lot from a, l- a little bit in those scenes. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the trailer was exactly what I would hope for a Star Wars trailer. Don't tell me anything, but show me some cool shit and uh, get me excited about it. Because, yeah, and it works so well with season one because they didn't show us anything. They showed them walking around, talking to people, and it was, yeah. you, you need a taste of the action. Here's the tone. Yeah. Now you like, know who he is, so it's there's nothing wrong with hearing his voice and... And we've seen his face too. I'm glad that's not still up in the air too. Yeah, we know his name. We know his. We know his face. We don't have to worry about that anymore. How much it's going to come up is another question. But true. Well, we'll see. How many episodes, season two? Eight, I want to say. Eight? I think it's eight. Yeah. And it's is it going to be like last time where yeah. you had a fucking fifteen-minute episode and a twenty-minute oh, episode? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I didn't the like times. that. That's something I didn't like. It's like give me an episode. I think they said something about it being twenty minutes. Yeah. I think I saw them say something about it being a little more on the longer side. But it could be wrong. I hope so. 42 minutes is fine. That's fine for me. Like, 42 minute, 42, 45 minute episode, I got no problem with that. But don't throw me something that's 20 minutes long for your first episode. <laughs> Maybe, I'm, I hope that had something to do with the fact that this was a really new experiment in television. It was yeah. A Star Wars TV show, and they wanted to, you know, take little pockets. I mean, fuck, George Lucas started his story in the middle, you know, so. It worked out pretty well so far. Paid so. himself towards a few corners, but he made it work. Um, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like the the episode thing. Like in in the end, though, I kind of like it being different. Like it's kind of weird to rewatch because I'm 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 trying to get my wife to rewatch it before or to watch it with me. She hasn't watched it at all. I'm definitely going to start rewatching it again tonight. Like, um, I'll, I'll definitely I'll probably rip the whole thing off tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like it's it's, it's kind of weird to like sit down and watch it because each episode is different length. And like, like we've been watching uh, Curse on Netflix. It's kind of a weird show. I can't say I recommend it, but. Um, 
But like that's a uniform length. We sit down and we watch this episode. You want to watch well, the next one? Vegetarian makes, basically makes you a vegetarian, so you gotta watch it. No, no, we no, we, <laughs> no. Like we both we were both interested in. Actually, in fact, I was more interested in this one. Who's in it? Not a lot of big names, actually. That's not a bad thing. No, not 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 at all. A death sentence. The biggest name in it is Catherine Langford. I want to say her name is. She was um, in another Netflix series, Thirteen Reasons Why. Didn't watch that one. And she was supposed to play Tony Stark's aged-up daughter in Endgame. There's a deleted scene that they cut. Oh, you're kidding. Really? I didn't know that. MCU spoilers. Endgame. If you haven't watched Endgame, it's on Disney+. Plus. Get to it. If you haven't seen Endgame, there's <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when he when he snaps, he's supposed to see... Or he was, at one point, going to see a version of his daughter aged up. Like like Thanos did with Gamora. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, so Thanos saw Gamora aged down. Tony was going to see... His daughter aged up. Oh wow, have, that would have, have been that moment of closure. Awesome! I thought that, that would have been. Good. I don't know if it's on the Blu-rays or if it's on the Disney Plus or something, I'll but it, I, I think it's floating out there somewhere. But anyway, like, she played Tony's daughter in that, and like that's one of her okay. small credits or so far. But yeah. Anyways, wildly off topic. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Sorry, that was my fault. But like, um, the, but those shows are you know a uniform length. We sit down, we watch an episode. If she's getting tired, like, oh, do you want to watch another one? Yeah, okay, we'll stick around. Mandalorian's like twenty minutes. 42 minutes like it's it's at, it's, at, it's at like a half hour of yeah. cable television or it's like a full hour both can be, both good. Can be good Yeah. but at the same time like those episodes are perfect they are I, I'm not gonna I, I won't deny that they, like, it did work if every episode was 42 minutes they might have to stretch a little bit if I don't see this is the whole thing I don't I'm still I'm never gonna never gonna be on board with people and I know it's the way the way things are going but I like to get all my episodes at once this is the way I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a water cooler that I talk around. You know what I mean? I don't care about that. It's like if you're worried about spoilers, turn off your phone. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just give me give me the whole thing. If you want to watch it every Friday, you watch it every Friday. I still want all my episodes at once. I want to eat my cake and have it too. That's a minor reason why uh, <laughs> I like it is the spoiler thing. But that's what I loved about the original Netflix. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> They'll put on a 12 episode series, and I get them all. Which is it's just good for like a I don't know for for a lot of things that like I don't mind that model but for Mandalorian I love it being a week because you get to sit down and like enjoy each one like this is something this is something I want to I'd rather savor. get two a week two a week two I a week I, I, I can go a bit a bit more with that because like one like yeah like the first two episodes were like Friday Tuesday that I don't mind actually and then they, that, and then they got back into step I'll, of being Friday I'll give you that one because a lot of shows are coming out like that like I just said earlier I've been watching. Um, the adaptation of the graphic novel The Boys on Amazon. Great series. Very, very adult. Very adult. But it, it's awesome. Awesome comic book concept. But um, I've been watching that in the first season when it came out like way last year or the year before. I watched the whole It was like six episodes. I watched them in a day and a half. Mm. I watched most of them the first day and then the last two the next day. And I loved it. Well, they changed it this season, right? They did. Um, they did. They released the first... I think they released the, like the first episode on um, I can't remember the exact dates, but say like a day one they released ep- uh, the first episode on day three they epi- released episodes two and three, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then a week and a half after or a week after that they released number four, which is just come out. Um, and I'm I, that's not bad. It's actually because it did give me time to go back and watch a bit more of it. Because there are I saw a lot of people were uh, really angry with Amazon for doing it that way. Yeah, um, I guess that's just consumer entitlement that we have these days. It, well, it, like I said, maybe I'm just um, maybe it's just conformity. Maybe I'm slowly accepting it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like you were saying though, I don't mind it if it's staggered a 
bit more than I don't want it like every Monday or something like that. But if it's like uh, you at least we say your 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 premiere and your episode two that you release like simultaneously. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or episode one one day and then three days later give us two and three. You know what I mean? Something like that. Keep the yeah. excitement up. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I just, I have such a loathing for the original television now that the internet is here. It's like, come on, you can do, you can do more than once every Friday. It doesn't matter if, the, if it takes you six weeks to play the whole series or ten weeks. It's not going to matter. You're still going to have another ten months in between. Right, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, I loved this trailer, man. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was provoking. That's for sure. For sure. Without doing a whole lot, too. And basically, this gave us, like, a big Baby Yoda fix, too. Gave me a Star Wars fix, man. Honestly, yeah. I've... it's It's been a long time since we've recorded, and I haven't watched much Star Wars during this COVID thing. I really haven't. I've been a little burned out, actually, I gotta say. I think I did, too, a little bit. I actually really dove back into the MCU. Mm. I think over this, this COVID thing, um, I, I know I did it because I planned them out. I watched every... All the MCU movies in order. It took me the whole of COVID like to do it. Theatrical but order or like chronological? The actual order. Chrono- sorry, no, no. The chronological. chronological not theatrical. Yeah, I started with uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah, or no, I started with Captain America, Captain the first America, Avenger, then Marvel, yeah. and then Captain Marvel. And I, I did it chronologically. And it was fun. It was really fun. And you know what? I actually enjoyed I enjoy Endgame a lot more now. Hmm. After going through them chronologically, like in, in a row, I mean, it's too long to do that, but I mean, over the course of a few months, I literally was, okay, that's the next one. So they were all, the last one was always fresh in my mind. Right. And uh, I liked Endgame a lot more. Like, I, I, can, see, it, I, I yeah. can see what that would be, yeah. A lot more. Like, I, I enjoyed the Infinity War, Captain Marvel break, Endgame. Mm-hmm. That was kind of an interesting way to frame yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was. But they didn't use her enough in Endgame, so like, it kind of felt like it didn't pay off totally, having that... That was one of my biggest complaints about it is that I don't think they, I think they underutilized a lot of people in uh, in the last one, um, especially because it was so much. It was the Avengers, so they were focusing on the Avengers. Yeah, that all conveniently survived the snap. But <laughs> I did like the fact that when they rolled it, when they rolled the whole thing up, it must have been Feige's idea from the very beginning. Is like this movie is called the Avengers, so it's got to get to a point where they lose, yeah, and they come back and avenge. Yeah, they made it. They made it work. Yeah. They made it work. But anyways, I digress. That's MCU, not Star Wars. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally excited about the series. Uh, when does it start? October 30th. It's the first episode. 30th. Yeah. Halloween or day before day Halloween. Halloween. Getting there. Almost there. Devil's Night. Yeah, the, some of the other stuff you might not have caught on, or you might not have heard. Uh, Tamara Morrison, uh-huh. for saying, is supposed to be playing Boba Fett. Oh, get out! According to some rumors. Oh, it's not that, confirmed. Come on, dude! Don't don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one. I'm not the one breaking don't, this shit. <laughs> don't give me hope. Yeah, don't do it. Don't give don't me don't hope. Give, oh, I love that like, gift. Hawkeye. That's 2020. Um, maybe it's just that he's supposed to be in this season, which could be anything, almost literally, from an old clone to a clone that we know. I wonder if that's even Wars. more likely that he'll play play a clone. Because the, I think it was Hollywood Reporter or one of those other sites, kind of broke the news, news, in figure quotes that you can't see, to, and everyone jumped to Boba Fett. But I mean, like we got Daniel Logan. Yeah. And he's not. And Timur Morrison is technically looking too old to play an, un- an unaltered clone of Jango Fett. In this time frame, like Timur Morrison is something in his 60s. I forget exactly now. He's a little. He have to be now. He would have been in his his mid 40s when he did when he played Jango. Yeah. And that was 20 years ago. Um, but yeah, it could be something as little as Rex. It could be one of the, one of the other Clones from Clone Wars. I would be. think that would make 
more sense. Especially um, if Sabine is involved. To play Boba Fett, he would be too old. You would need Daniel Logan and to rough him up a bit. Mm. You'd need a slightly older Daniel Logan, which is easy to do. Um, it's actually it's, it's actually pretty easy to make people young now, too, in films, if you think about it. And Speaking you know where it started? Game, yeah. It started back with Captain America. Yeah. I mean, that was the first time I ever remember watching a movie going, holy crap, they made that guy look totally different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not old or young, but, like, made him, like, as skinny as a rail. And it was realistic, too. It, it was, was really realistic. And suddenly he's 6'2", 240. It was, it was fabulous. And then Tarkin, obviously. Yeah. I think that what would have made more sense to, to, to make... Tamara Morrison look a little younger or to make Daniel Logan look a bit older I'd, I'd go with Daniel Logan and I think he's I think he's earned it <laughs> he has definitely earned it I think if anyone deserves a shot in the spotlight it's him I've met him we met him at Comic Con we interviewed him a little biased he hung out with us he was actually a really gracious dude like he even came back to our booth and took pictures with us and did an intro to our podcast for us for nothing for no like time out of his day yeah, yeah. there was no sun there was no payment for any autographs or <laughs> he was just a fantastic dude I'd love Goodness to see his him heart, yeah. get his shot yeah. he's definitely earned it and not that you can really need to earn it necessarily like it's no. the role you played yeah for like, sure for sure he's earned the if, if anyone's going to come back though it's like to bring anybody from the past and bring him back and give them that shot he has earned it though like he, definitely because he walks the walk with Star Wars he's got his own Boba Fett armor he he probably his, his, he he makes his living on comic conventions, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Star Wars conventions, and he loves doing it. Like, it's a dream job. I love, I envy the guy. That'd be fantastic. Well, Dude. last on the last episode back in May, I was talking about this with Jay Bartlett, and uh, kind of consensus we have is like, well, what's the pr- purpose of it though? Like, if you bring Boba Fett back, why? We, like, we, we've talked a lot about how the galaxy is so insular because they keep bringing people back. What's the point of bringing Boba Fett? Like, how is he going to play into uh, Jin's story? Like, what's, it's a very good question. what's the angle? It's a very good question. And of course, I, this was, this wasn't official either, so that we could watch the entire eight-episode season and not see a hint of him. So, you know, who knows? Do you remember when we were discussing what season one would prop would possibly do or be about like, yeah. before it came out? Yeah. And one of the things that uh, I said would have been a really cool way to end season one. I like the way they, it was totally unexpected what they did and I loved it but before we had seen even footage of season one I thought it might be cool to end season one with the reveal of Boba Fett yeah kind of like the way they did at the end of Solo with the Darth Maul reveal something in that vein or feel almost like an MCU stinger like a credit scene absolutely absolutely like a middle or end credit scene in an MCU. In, yeah. retro- in retrospect, the credit scene thing wouldn't have panned out with this show stylistically. No, That's I don't mean I don't mean literally like but that, but I mean in that the solo kind of style, a, though. The solo style. More of that. Yeah, that, like, that Darth, Darth Maul reveal at the end of Solo um, was really cool. It seemed a little shoehorned, but at the same time, it was like that's still a neat idea, and what a cool way to reveal an old Darth Maul and get Sam Witwer to do the voice. You have to bring Daniel Logan back. <laughs> to play please, I'd love please, to see Disney, that. Please. You know what? <laughs> Again, this is just wishful thinking. But like, say at the very end of season two, you hear say an iconic line. Yep. Like, what if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. But that's all you hear. You'd be like, holy shit, that was Boba Fett. Yeah. That would be. Bring, but I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Bring again. Daniel back and, and have him repeat that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Get him, Dad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if they do bring him back, I hope it's for a good reason. But uh, not just to like pull the absolutely, the, the twipe uh, yeah, out it has, of to, the be done right. has to be done but, right. 
Um, but, uh, yeah. I'd be excited to see, like, either way, if it's Tamar or if it's Daniel or if Tamar's playing somebody else altogether. Yeah. The other thing um, is that Ming-Na might be, might be returning. Who? Ming-Na Wen. Um, remember, so you remember the one episode where he's being hunted by a bounty hunter? Yeah. And he teams up with the uh, shitty, like, the worst character in Disney Star Wars, I'd say. The, the young bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. He's trying to put himself over. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and uh, her character ends up getting like, shot or something and believed to be left for dead. She was in... She was in... She, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was fantastic. May. Yeah, she fantastic. Was May. Oh, she's awesome. The original she was voice on Two and a Half Men. Was she really? Yeah. yeah. It's the first time I ever saw her on TV. No, she's she's great. Um, but yeah, uh, something I missed when I watched it the first time is that after she gets shot and like left for dead or like, left behind... Yeah, I thought she died. There was a shot of a familiar boot spur... Like Boba's boot spur, uh, which I missed entirely the first time through the show. So, Ming-Na was has a cameo in the new live-action Mulan movie because she was the original voice of Mulan in Disney's Mulan back in oh, the nineties. Did not know that. Yeah, she has a cameo in it, and um, so they were doing. She did some interviews about it, and uh, someone asked her about if she'd be in Mandalorian season two. I don't, I don't have the exact quote, but she was like, oh, it was such an honor to be in season one, and blah, blah, blah. She was rambling on. She was like, oh, are we out of time? Sorry. Like, she's dodging the, the answer. So yeah. hopefully she's in this season because that character was so cool. The actress is so cool. And they did her dirty, as I keep saying on the show. Yeah. Like, that, that other bounty hunter character, that actor has gone on to say some crappy things about Star Wars, like, kind of, like, embodying that toxic element of the fandom. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I forget all the details now, but he was rambling about how the... Rise of Skywalker sucked and stuff like that. Which, if that's your if, if that's your opinion, man, keep it to yourself. Like yeah, you're in sure. Star Wars, man. Sure. Like, it is what it is, man. Just enjoy. It's a fucking movie. Like you're in a bit part. Come on. Like John Boyega has had some. Yeah, stuff, you, has been yeah. If anyone stuff. has authority to complain about like Star Wars from the inside, it ain't you, pal. <laughs> you, had, you, you had a bit part in one episode. Yeah, for John sure. Boyega got screwed over in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anyone should be complaining, it's him. Sit down and shut up. You, you, you got the job because your dad's an actor. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a much more famous actor. For sure. And that character was badly, like, the worst written character. I, I hated that character. It wasn't even badly written. It was badly performed. It was badly, it was just, you know, a lot. It's a lot to be said for direction. But the rest of the episode was great, so I don't necessarily think it was the director. I just, yeah. It's it, it's hard to like that kind of douchebag character to begin with. This is true. This is true. And there's, there's I've been actors that have been... Haunted their entire careers because of crossing, being haunted by a wasp. I know. I think it's time for a tune from the Cantina Band and over from our sponsor. Sounds good. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention friendly prop weapons to masks and helmets to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com. We also have a special shout out for our Patreon supporters. Thank you to Barry Norton. Woo! By becoming a backer as little as $1 a month, you can gain access to bonus content like previews, looks behind the scenes, and outtakes. And polls to help shape the future of our network. Or, at the $5 tier, you can get a shout-out in each episode, as well as other future perks. For more info on this, check out patreon.com slash quarterportionpodcast. Now, back to the show. Well, I think it's going to do it for the Mandalorian talk, but we wanted to give a little bit of a tease about the next, well, one of our next episodes, anyways. Uh, one thing that we have been doing over the break is that we've read the script for Colin Trevorrow's 
um, proposed episode 9, the original, or one of the original versions of the script that was supposed to be shot before Trevor Rowe was replaced. Um, so we're going to dive into that. Yeah. What, just first impression, just to give a little taste here, like what was your... I really, really liked it. Yeah, it was weird, man. When I read that script, it, that the thing had been hovering around for a long time before I, uh, before I actually gave it a read. Um, all I'd heard was, "Is it fake? Is it real? Um, if it is real, it's like, why did they change it? Blah blah blah." The thing's out there. It's out there. It's out there. Um, it, if you want it, to, if you dig hard enough, I'm sure you can find it. Anyway, I read it, and I, I thought that a. It definitely is. It's definitely real. Um, mm. I, I know enough about screenwriting. Uh, my friend John, a uh, good friend of mine, John in Toronto, who, um, on a side note, actually has a guest that wants to appear on our podcast, mm. who actually worked on special editions. All right. Yes, yeah. Yes, so yes. we'll 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 get back into that later in the year. But um, <clears throat> John is a screenwriter. Um, I don't know if he's had anything produced yet, but he's written several scripts, and he's part of the, the uh, Screenwriters Guild mm. in the States. He's, he's met Lawrence Kasdan. He said he puked right after he met him. <laughs> um, John's big Star Wars fan, but also a screenwriter. And um, I, I just from knowing some people, my friend Dave as well, produced a movie called The Sunset Channel, or did the principal photography on it anyway. So I know enough about scripts to know that it was real. This it's, isn't, it's authentic. This, yeah, yeah, this isn't some fan throwing this together. If they did. They did a. Did, they should be writing. I think that's one of the things I wanted to say. That if this thing is fake, whoever wrote it should be writing movies, like in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, but anyways, I, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was. Um, yes, I, I'll definitely say I thought it was a better overall story for all the arcs um, than than Rise of Skywalker was. Um, but I think it was largely abandoned because of the death of Carrie Fisher. And you're also like you say that, and you're probably the person who's most adamant about liking Rise of Skywalker that I've talked to. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, what, did it feel r- a little rushed? Yes. Um, did it feel like it was <laughs> it was hasty? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on what they were left to work with, I think they did a, a pretty good job, and I enjoyed it. It was a good, fun Star Wars movie. You and know what in, I mean? In retrospect, too, I'm glad they didn't delay it because it would have been a total fucking train wreck with the way cinemas are right now. 100%. If, if that had been robbed of the theaters... 100%. If they'd taken six months to fix it up and push it back to, like, next, like, to Christmas 2020... Yeah. That would have been a total shit show. All yeah. that's gone on. It would have been. So, uh, been. yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of conflicted. My, I keep changing my mind on it. Like, and again, after after reading this this proposed script or a draft of the script, I had to kind of reassess things a little bit, too. Yeah. But, uh, I did, too, to be honest, Chris. I did, too. Once I As I was reading the Trevor script... I was like, yeah, I like this better. That works better. There was a few things. Like I said, I don't think this was... Initially, I said, A, I, I think it's real. What I was going to say after that was, B, um, this is definitely not... This is a treatment. This is not a final to-screen script. Like, this is uh, this is a work in progress, for sure. Mm. But, um, I think that work was going in the right direction. I think, had Carrie Fisher not died, this is the, the general path that the story would have taken, and I think it would have been awesome. Not and there's some action sequences in there that because it's a script, it's not overly descriptive, but it's enough. It's comic book descriptive. It's yeah. like reading a, a storyboard, and you can picture some things in your mind that were pretty fucking cool yeah. in this movie, especially with force powers and stuff. I think I liked Kylo's arc a little better in um, the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's some <laughs> things that I would want to change. I loved the way that they ended with Kylo. I was I was hanging on every word you just said because I was like, please. <laughs> 
don't say what I think you're going to say. And you didn't. <laughs> good. good. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's one thing I didn't like. Well, well, another we'll thing was like, I mean, we'll get into this when we do the podcast, but another top uh, point of topic and, and please leave us some messages. If you, if you, if you have uh, statements or questions of your own on this too. But I think another thing that, um, would have been really, really cool. One of the things I liked about the Trevor script the most was the uh, the presence of the Knights of Ren and how they all had names. And they actually started to get into a little bit of the story of the Knights of Ren and how they were... In, in, you can tell that they were going to be there because in the in the Rise of Skywalker, they were there, but they were just background noise. That's all they were. And it's they, they put them... One of my complaints. They put them in there so the fans could say, "What happened to the Knights around?" Well, there they are. Yeah. Well, in the Trevor script, it's like, "Here we are." Like they're all characters, and uh, it, I, I thought that was really, really neat the way the Knights around were portrayed in the. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they actually were named. They had names. They were named in the script, but I'm, I'm not sure if that would have come across on the screen. Maybe not. That's actually they're, 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 they're named in Rise of Skywalker. That's a very good point. But they, ne- they never say their names because they've all for one thing they don't really do anything. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, but they definitely had a, a, a far larger role in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, they were characters. They popped up, did more stuff independently, and like didn't uh-huh. just shuffle Chewbacca or, onto a shuttle and yeah, pull it a day. Yeah. Anyways, exactly. that's that's a talk for another day. We'll we'll do that one soon because we've been itching to talk about it for yeah, a while I want now. To. And I uh, also want to get you the copy of uh, Rise of Kylo Ren, the miniseries comic. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that I really, I really like want to get into see. that one, too. So, we'll, And uh, there's a few Star Wars games coming up this fall, too. I want to get uh, Amy and Derek on talking about that stuff, too. So lots of stuff to talk about coming up this what fall. What platform? Uh, all of them, basically. Yeah? There's three Star Wars content things coming up this fall. One's already out. It's an expansion pack for Sims 4. Okay. That lets you go to uh, the theme park, essentially. Oh, really? And your Sims characters can do missions um, for the First Order of the Resistance. I played a little bit of it. It's kind of fun. It's it's the Sims, though. So like, if, if you don't like the Sims... Oh, they're fun. They're, they, 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 it, won't, it won't be for you if you don't like it. But um, The next one is Squadrons, which is like uh, it's the game I've been waiting for. I've been wanting to make for years. It, it looks like a, 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 like a modern version of TIE Fighter or X-Wing. Oh, I love there's those a, games. There's a cinematic mode. Uh, PlayStation players, I think PC players, can play it in like full VR. Yeah, like really? with, the, with the VR headsets. That's incredible. Yeah, um, that I, would be fun. It's finally a reason for me to buy a VR headset. I've been waiting for a reason to actually indulge in one of those things. Yeah, man, I that would be fun. There's a story mode, like a cinematic story mode, and online multiplayer and stuff like that. It sounds amazing. And uh, the third one is Lego Skywalker Saga. So not just like the, the, the last one they did was just um, was just Force Awakens. This one is all the, the, the entire Skywalker saga. Oh wow! In Lego game form, oh, that's, that's, that's hitting like all the current platforms and the next gen ones coming out next month. Very cool. Coming out in November, rather. So yeah, yeah. Well, give them those a little bit too. That's yeah, a, yeah. Next episode, Trevor script. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, stick around. We've got a lot to talk about this fall. Thanks for coming out to the park, buddy. I hope you've enjoyed our uh, nature ASMR sounds yeah. in the background. You'll definitely hear the wind. And a few people. Probably some geese. Some dogs' leashes. It's definitely quieter than it was at uh, The geese are getting closer, by the way. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, shit. We got to (laughs) go. Well, it's uh, it's time to sign off. If you enjoyed this episode, please like it and tell a friend. Our network of Star Wars shows is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are free. With new episodes every third Friday. Don't forget to subscribe on your service of choice so you never miss a new discussion. And please consider supporting us on Patreon to help shape the show and access bonus content. Got a question or comment on today's episode or anything else in the Star Wars universe? Drop us a line on Twitter at Kyber Club or on Facebook and Instagram 
at Quarter Portion Podcast. Your opinions and questions are worth 60 portions to us. Ask a question and we'll gladly answer it on the show. You can find me on Twitter at Django Fletch and on YouTube at Wilderness Wisdom. And I'm on Twitter at Hookathy. Until the next time, may you be one with the Force. And may the Force be with you. The Quarter Portion Podcast is sponsored by Heroes Comics, Southwestern Ontario's largest comic book and collectible store. Located in the heart of downtown London at 186 Dundas Street, Heroes specializes in new and vintage comics, along with action figures, statues, and collectibles of all types. Whether you're looking for Star Wars comics and toys, or the latest graphic novels, manga, and trade paperbacks, Heroes has something for fans of all stripes. For more information, visit heroescomics.ca. Check, check. Cool. Check one, check two. (laughs) This has been a production of the Quarter Portion Podcast Network.